What's up, guys? Welcome back to D Class Moto Pod. We've got Dayton Briggs on uh, joining us as a guest. So, what's up, dude? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, working on bikes, pretty much trying to get them ready for uh, Freestone Texas National coming up here soon. Mm. This next this week, actually. So, right should on. be crazy. Dang. So that that's a. Uh, are you trying to qualify for Loretta's there? Is that what the deal is? Uh, no, the Loretta's qualifiers are more local. This is like a big, like really, really big, probably like the third biggest race of the year for like amateur racing. Oh, wow. So it's like, it's obviously an AMA event. All the big ones are AMA and uh, it's Freestone MX, JS63, or not JS, uh, JS7. It's like it's like the James Stewart race. It's yeah, crazy. It's yeah, really big. That's it's, sweet. Uh, it's huge. Have so you- I pretty much just been trying to get my bikes ready for that. Hmm. I got another new one, so I got two brand new ones, so that's dope. Dang. Right on, dude. So, uh, is that your first time racing that event? Um, so I actually went there when COVID hit and I only got to do six laps and they actually ended up closing it. So I had to drive all the way home. What? No way. Like yeah. mid session. They're like, shut it down. Yep. So they, they went through seven practices cause I was seventh practice. And then they called everybody to a riders meeting and said, they're shutting it down and wow. it wasn't anything legal. It was their decision to do it. Wow. So like, that's, that's ridiculous. A lot, lot, a lot of wasted money from a lot of people. Yeah. Pretty that crazy, sucks. Honestly. Like, Got to at least finish the event. I mean, at the bare minimum. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, but <laughs> so I was kind of pissed. I was on 125s then, but mm. this year should be good. I'm excited. We're leaving. We're driving out uh, Sunday. We're going Sunday, right? Uh, whenever you're ready to leave. Yeah, probably Sunday. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're going to leave Sunday. So, so, probably, so Monday, right? <laughs> probably. Yeah. Fun fact, actually, I thought we were leaving next weekend, so I didn't have anything ready. So I was trying to get things ready like today and yesterday. Yo, my sister told me the date and I was like, oh, it's actually life. this weekend. So how, how far of a drive is that? Um, it's about 20 hours, 21 Jeez. hours. I want to say you're going to do it straight. So me and, uh, me and him are going to be mobbing my sprinter out there. And then his, so his bike, he's racing, mm-hmm. uh, his Yamaha just exploded yesterday. That's fantastic. But, uh, luckily I had this gas gas that I'm going to let him race out there. So. Sick. That's what's up. That's what a real friend does. Connor, you know, whenever their bike breaks, you just let them ride, you know, well, yours. That hasn't, that hasn't happened to us yet. Wow. My bike's broken <laughs> right now. Let me ride yours. Um, well, I was, I, trying, I was trying to ride this weekend and this guy's not wanting to ride with me. So. I got to work big dog. Got to make um, them big dollar signs. I got a question for you guys. What made you guys want to start a podcast? Oh, great question. So, uh, we actually, so we had Levi kitchen on a few weeks ago and he asked us the exact same question, but I'll answer it for you. Uh, Basically, so we've only been riding for like a year ish. Mm-hmm. I, I got my bike. So I rode like in middle school, but then I took like a huge break for a while. Got back into it like okay. a little over a year ago. Um, and like it's probably way different where you're at, but like out here, there's like not that many people in the moto. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, like really? yeah, I it's- got a bike. I convinced one other guy to buy a bike. Um, but he's like married and has like a dog and he's like Super, always busy with stuff, which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, no, no, yeah. on him, but it's just, yeah. you know, doesn't have as much free time. As me. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. And then I actually, so I met Hayden, this was like probably like what, like March, yeah, like, was, a year, like a year ago. I met Hayden, yeah. uh, like a trivia night. I was like, yo, I just bought this dirt bike. And he's like, I'm buying a dirt bike. And like that night he texted <laughs> me, he was like, <laughs> I found this bike on Facebook marketplace. We want to pick it up tomorrow. Oh, and dude, so, that's awesome. yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, so then we both got bikes, but like, but outside of like me and him, like we've met some cool people at the tracks around here, but yeah, especially lately, but like kind of when we were getting into it, like we didn't really know anyone that was into riding yeah. dirt bikes or anything. Just, and like just, just the two of us that we'd were be the ones, riding. you know, we'd be watching the races on Saturday and like mm-hmm. everyone else is did doing you guys, other stuff. Uh, like, did you grow up watching like uh racing on TV or anything? Or oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you, okay. So you like know about the sport though. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's like the actual riding scene. Yeah, yeah, so so I grew up riding. Uh, let's see, I got a bike probably when I was in like fifth grade. Um, oh, okay, mm-hmm. and so I rode from like fifth grade to like eighth grade, and then my yeah. buddy tore his spleen at this track, had to get life flatted out. My mom was like, "All right, we're selling the bikes," Ooh. and like yeah, I had I, I had no no, no say in that. It. Yeah. Um. So then, anyway, fast forward to like fifteen years later, I. Now I'm yeah old, older and have a job and I was like, you know what? I can afford to buy a bike. Like why not? And, awesome. and I had been like, I, I'd always kept up with like the races. Like I had gone, so I'm, I'm from, uh, like just North of Atlanta. So I still would go to like the race every year in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and still kind of keeping up with it. And then finally I was like, I'm just going to pull the trigger and buy a bike. I didn't know anyone that had a bike. And I was like, I bought this like old clapped out. Oh, one CR one twenty five. 
Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. worst case scenario, I'll buy this bike, have something fun to tinker with, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I'll sell it if I don't have anywhere to ride and don't know anyone to ride with. And then mm-hmm. it ended That's up sick. working out pretty well. So yeah, yeah I have a, a 2001 CR252 stroke that I'm going to build and like race like the two stroke national and stuff. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. How old are you guys? Um, by the way, I was just curious. So I'm 27 and I'm 20, I just turned 25. How old are you? Okay. You guys are older than I thought. I'm 18. Okay. okay. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, so are you graduated from high school? Yeah, actually I just turned in my last credits today. Dang. Oh, sweet. Nice. So I guess technically I graduated today. <laughs> Dang. Well, congrats. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I don't really care about school. I focus more on other stuff, yeah. I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, to, to wrap up, you asked us why we started the podcast. Basically, we like didn't really have many people to talk to about it. And we were like, wow. yeah. so I do uh, basically podcast production and like videography, media stuff for a living. Um, okay, awesome. In the fishing mm-hmm. industry. So, like, I work for a company. We have like some fishing TV shows on like Discovery Channel and stuff. Um, Dude, that's sick. Yeah, it's, it's a fun job. But yeah. like, I already knew, I, I already knew how to like do all the podcast stuff and like the video stuff and knew that I could make something like at least look legit. Like, who knows if we can know what we're talking about, but at least it'll look pretty legit. Yeah, um, for sure. That's sick. And so I was like, <laughs> yo, like, if we don't have anyone to talk to about dirt bikes and we'll just, talk to each other and put it out there and <laughs> see that's kind of how this all, that's kind of how this all started and then mm-hmm. like we we've been doing like obviously honestly just like goofing off on tiktok for fun and it's like starting to do all right um yeah and yeah we just started like reaching out to like people and people we want got, to be on we got levi on we had uh so do you know Huckett films yeah so yep. they so they live uh only like four hours from us so they came up to nashville a couple weeks ago um, we did an in-person podcast and then we actually went back down to Georgia. What was that last weekend? Yeah. And, I think and so. with them. Um, so it's been kind of cool to just like, now we're kind of like meeting a bunch of people through basically TikTok and Instagram and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, so dude, that, yeah, that's sick. Cause like I saw you guys, like I saw, I think I saw one of your comments on my post and like, I was looking through your thing. I was like, Oh, like this is awesome. Like <laughs> I think more people need to do this in the sport. That's how that's why I, I started looking at your stuff. I was like, Oh, I'm definitely following these guys. Like I love their attitude too. Like you guys seem just like great people, honestly. Yeah. So, it's, it's been cool to see, like, I mean, like we're, I think we're at like 2,500 followers right now, which is like nothing compared to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but like even back yeah. when, so like <laughs> the video that kind of like got us like to start getting a following was Hayden, like <laughs> crashing into this kid at our local track. And like, you know, yeah. just got like immediately blown up with all these hate comments, which is yeah. like exactly what you want. Yeah, that's yeah, what like blows the post it's up. It's content. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I, like the first thing that, so like we were kind of like just doing podcasts on, and we weren't even really planning on having guests on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then uh, 109 Nate commented and he was like, yo, have me on your podcast right now. And yeah. we, were, we were like, all right, we can do it on Zoom whenever you want. He's like, no, I want to fly out to you guys. <laughs> and like, uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to make it work yet. But like after, like after he commented that, like all these like other like bigger creators started reaching out like, yo, I want to be on the podcast. And we we're like, all right. Awesome. So yeah, it's Dude, pretty that's crazy. Awesome. Heck yeah. yeah. I actually, I, I have like a podcast in the works right now that I'm going to start doing hopefully really? but then when I get back from Texas, I'm going to like, go. do you know who Dylan Kelly is? Yeah. So, uh, we, I talked to him about, he's, he's going to hopefully be on eventually. Okay. Yeah. So that's like one of my best friends. Like I've known him forever. We hang out like in person a lot. So I'm kind of talking to him and he'll probably end up being like a co-host, I guess, or whatever. And then we'll probably run that together. Dude, that's like, sick. Down here, there's like so many moto people, and like mm-hmm. so I can get more in person stuff. I think, and it would. That's something I've, I've always wanted to do because I love talking, and like I guess I love to like be influential to people. Mm-hmm. And I think that like what you guys do is great too, just like talking to people, having conversation. Yeah. A lot of people want to know about the sport because a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to be able to do it because of how expensive it is. And like you guys are saying, you know, you get into it when you're older because you can actually do it because your parents won't support you in the beginning because mm-hmm. it is so dangerous. So you have yeah. to find like, I don't know, it's very hard to do, especially racing at a young age. Like if you haven't done it, you don't, a lot of people don't understand how hard it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting sport. And like, I mean, regardless of like the cost of it, like to, yeah. to be like one of those top athletes, you still have to like work your tail off to, oh, yeah. to get. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I'm in the gym. Usually I'm in the gym four days a week. I train on the bike three to four days a week. And then I do all my mechanic work. I do like my own YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram. I do everything myself. So I am busy a lot. So so uh, tell us a little bit about like, like what's your like, like 
let's say like, what's like the, the perfect like plan. Like, like it, it sounds like you're kind of on this, like, uh, like you're doing moto like full time, right? Yeah. I mean, moto is like everything. Like mm-hmm. when I tell you, I put everything into it. I mean like every dime I get every literally anything. And then like, uh, obviously my parents supported me like my whole life racing because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I was if they didn't. And then my dad was into racing when he was younger and stuff. He was fast, but, uh, he just like was never fortunate enough to be able to have the money. But, um, I'm not, I mean, I don't have money, honestly, like we're very broke, but now it's, uh, I just, I'm very fortunate to have the sponsors that I do that, um, help me get where I am today and I'm stoked on it. Yeah. And then, um, well, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. What was your question again? Uh, I mean, I guess basically just like, so like, what's like your, like the end, like okay, the, yeah, what's the your, what's your goal? goal? So like right now you're riding like yeah. B class, right? Yeah. So right now I'm racing B class. Um, I'm racing limited and mod just to be able to try to get like championships or something. And, uh, so the goal for this year is to stay consistent, be top fives. And then, um, hopefully in the limited mod class, I want to be like top five would be my goal. Cause I'm sure you guys know, I mean, how fast all these kids are. Yeah. And then, cause I have like D again and all of them in my class mm-hmm. and then limited, I, I hoping I could either win or come out with like a top three overall would be awesome. So the goal is to stay with that consistent all year. And then next year sign with a team, um, which there is something that might happen if I do good this year. So I have a lot riding on this year racing wise, but honestly, like the racing is the goal, obviously to get like GoPro mm. do really good in supercross and stuff would be my end goal. Um, I've always wanted it and I think I could get there. I really do. But also like being, like I said, influential for the sport, because there's not a lot of people showing the journey or showing mm-hmm. the struggle in it. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of my goal is to like put that out there and, show people what it's like to be an amateur racer yeah. as like a privateer. Like I go work on weekends. Like I pay for a lot of stuff by myself. It's, uh, I guess, yeah, there's no one really doing amateur videos, but someone mm-hmm. like Deegan is, but their budget's insane. So maybe people seeing it from like a lower perspective almost, yeah. I guess yeah, would be it's, sick. It's a little bit more down to earth. I think that's really, really where we got our footing. Um, we kind of speak towards the people who, you know, don't have the nicest bikes or like don't have super slow. Yeah. Like we, we're not the fastest guys out on the track by any means, but by golly, we're having the most fun doing it. And we're meeting awesome people along the way. And honestly, we, we cater to a lot of people who, um, like the weekend warriors, like people that want to go out and ride on the track on the weekends, but you know, don't have either the time or the money to go like race competitively for like a salary or any type of earnings. Um, but yeah, there's so many people out there that just, um, use this as like a voice or whatever. Cause I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of guys that just don't get, uh, the content from like the little guys where we kind of like we, we incorporated like the D class as like, we're D class riders. So we incorporate yeah. all the people who, um, you know, we're not the fastest, but you know, we, we can still have fun out there on a dirt bike. And I love showing, sharing that and showing that to people when we get out there. But yeah, yeah I just love hearing that. Cause like, so I, I work as like a trainer mm-hmm. and like I teach people how to ride a lot. So they've never even seen a dirt bike and I got to teach them how to ride mm-hmm. use a clutch. And like, it's so awesome yeah, that's to see awesome. how happy people get Yeah, like, and like, I, I love sharing my skills. Like, honestly, I, w- I would much rather be able to do social media as a living mm. um, because racing, you don't make money in it. I mean, everybody knows that unless you're on a factory team, obviously mm. I would love to be on a factory team, but in my head, I'm like, social media could be a great outlet for yeah. me. Yeah. And like, uh, it's been going pretty good. Like for like the last two months, I've been like really grinding it and it's like, it's working out. And I'm beyond grateful. Like I was going live a lot. I got banned from going live. Yeah, so I don't know what sucks. the deal is with that. Like what happened? Did they tell you why or did they just say? I don't say? know, but I should be able to go live on the 6th. So everybody hmm. wants videos from Texas and stuff. It's just really hard to do. And like I'm doing all my bike work and stuff. So it's hard to get clips. Yeah. But uh, luckily, uh, Daniel's going with me right here. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll be able to like grab my camera, or GoPro and go on the side of the track when I'm racing and get some type of videos because you're not allowed to run GoPros anymore. Really? Um yeah, because apparently when it's on your helmet, a lot of people broke their necks because of it. It's stupid. I think it's because they don't pay them. Yeah, um, because probably. in Supercross, the teams that are like get paid by them still wear them, so it's really stupid. Hmm. Um, yeah, I heard about that because like basically they were saying that like the helmets aren't tested for like with a GoPro on top, right? And like exactly, you could like but twist you- your head, but also like it like in the past when you would see someone wreck with a GoPro on their helmet. That thing would yeah. snap off so quickly yeah, it's, and it's, like it's the weakest I, link yeah. by far. I ripped mine off like five times. Like they rip off a lot. You hit a, I still wear it in practice because a lot of people want to see like my practice yeah. days and stuff. 
but it's just so hard when I go train. Like I, it's so hard to do it by yourself. Cause and I guess so usually, and they're not cool with you putting one like, like down here either, like on the, um, yeah, you can, but when it's like on here, it's really annoying. Cause like if you're racing and you're scrubbing or like something yeah, happens, like true. there's always a chance of it getting caught somewhere. Cause mm. in races, like weird stuff happens. Like oh, yeah. you have no idea what's going to happen when you're racing. That's, yeah. that's what's hard about this sport. Dude, they should make something where, so Hayden has that GoPro. That's like, it's like, it's well, a like really this, small, the, that, that really small and it's like a cube basically. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was like the hero five. It's like a pretty old GoPro. Yeah. But that thing is so small that you could almost like, you could stick it you somewhere. You could put it like inside of the helmet almost. Mm-hmm. You could, yeah. That if you could like cool. incorporate like into your chin, either into your chin or like even in the top, you could literally recess that well, thing. Like in almost there. like, like where the. I don't know what you call that, like the face the shield, I guess. Piece. Yeah, like where that comes around, like because mm-hmm. yeah. that's where, like, uh, like I'm sure you know Jeff Walker, like that he's kind of yep. like, like made like that place of mounting it, like mm-hmm. the like obviously yeah, it's a salt, like, like, like yeah, and like it looks great, and um, that seems everybody to, keeps telling me to try that. I haven't, I don't know, I I just feel like it'd be annoying for me. Yeah, because if you hit it, like like he said, when you yeah. like if you're scrubbing or you know anything can I, happen. Yeah, I'm like super picky when I ride GoPro. It, it would, yeah. I think it would bug me, but um, I think I might need to try it out one day. I I've gotten about a million comments of kids telling me to get one, so yeah. Well, I, might have I think to if, look if you could find a way to like, especially with that really small one, like find a way to like almost put it like halfway in the helmet to where it's only going to be sticking yeah. out like that far. Or something. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I've never seen anyone do it before, but it seems like no, that's dude, that's not a bad idea. Honestly, like that's a pretty good idea. Uh, Jeff Jeffrey Walker had a video of like it's like this new small camera. Um, he put yeah. it right next to his radiator and he did a couple laps and you could see his suspension. That was a pretty cool shot, but the camera quality is just not quite there yet. I think yeah. GoPro, oh, okay. uh, GoPro is like the best you can get for action camera quality. And this other yeah. company, they they weren't quite there yet with um, quality and also sound isn't as good. So, I mean, that thing is yeah. literally the size of your thumb. Yeah. So that is insane. Um, you the, can you can put the thing anywhere. Yeah. GoPros are crazy, man. The quality that they've like achieved yeah. and like the state, the stableness yeah. of it. Most yeah. impressive part. Right. Yeah. The stabilization. So I remember so like the first GoPro I ever got, I think it was the like the original hero. And like, yeah, that, that was like. I remember I had it mm-hmm. when I had my pit bike and, uh, that, I mean, like for the time it was like super cool, but man, if you go back and look at like the footage now compared to so like those to new watch. GoPros with like the, um, yeah, like the stabilization and now you can, mm-hmm. the hyper smooth and then it can also like level with the horizon to where like, if you're like moving it, uh, like it keeps the horizons like level. It's pretty sweet. Actually. Yeah, it's it's yeah, super sick. I, I need to get a GoPro 10. <laughs> yeah, the new 10s are uh pretty gnarly, they're man. pretty unreal. I think I mean I think anything from like 7 and up is pretty pretty unreal. Oh, hmm. I have a 7 and an 8, but uh uh I posted it. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but um the I I had the chest mount going. A mm-hmm. lot of people hate the chest mount, but it's just what I was using at the time. And um I came over a jump and like compressed and i shattered the whole gopro on really? the uh no way. like the, the little eight mil bolt for the the front brake really so, yeah, I, was, I was gonna ask if if you're allowed to run the chest mount but i mean i guess even if you are you probably don't even want that then yeah i've yeah, I've, like, I've smacked that thing a couple times on mine on my chest mount yeah exactly and yeah. especially like when i'm racing or like when anyone's yeah. racing like you don't want the distraction it's already stressful enough yeah. you know? so it's just easier without it well yeah. i've seen but, like uh, uh <laughs> like justin barsha now he's running that one like in his number plate yeah, but, but dude, dude, it just it does not good. look good. Yeah, I hate that view. Honestly, I don't. I can't stand watching it when they play that. Yeah, same. Like, dude, I, I saw. Uh, so they posted like it was like the GoPro track view brought to you by from Justin Barsha, and dude, all yeah. like, all the comments were like, "This is the worst angle I've ever seen." What what is wrong with <laughs> no this? Uh, it was funny. That's but, so funny. I mean, I guess that's like the best that they can do with. Yeah, with what they got. They just got thrown on top of the head, man. That was the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you can you can see so much with it, but um, that's what I do for practice. Like today, I ran on top of my head just for uh, just for my YouTube. It's it's easier that way. Mm. And then I so I have a nice camera. I like a nice Sony I bought. It's like brand new. What, but what then, Sony uh, do you have? Um, a sixty four hundred, I think. Okay. Or, yeah. or six thousand or something. Connor. Well, that's a good camera. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a camera nerd, that a so camera? yeah, that, that's that a really good camera? good camera. Yeah, if uh, I have the so what we're filming on right here is a Sony too. Um, oh, okay, yeah, but, nice. But yeah, that, that's a the autofocus on that camera is like 
it like does all the work for you basically makes you look like a pro yeah so i was do, using that and stuff and i have like uh, dylan kelly for instance when his brother was training i would have him film me and stuff for my youtube but like he's obviously not there all the time and now he's not a mechanic anymore so he's never there mm-hmm. yeah I, I realized like i can't i don't have time to do it on my computer one like it takes a long time so what i do now is i literally just i fully vlog everything on a gopro with like like a little stick mm-hmm. and then um, i just keep it in my pocket everywhere i go and i film stuff with that and uh, I just put it on my phone. I edit it super fast, kind of like half-ass, not going to lie. Yeah. And then I just throw it on YouTube. And it's so much easier on me that way because oh, I can yeah. edit a video in like 30 minutes. Dude, that's what people want, though. It's almost like with like that vlog style of stuff. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like it's not this way, but it's almost like the lower the quality, the better. Especially on yeah, like, people, like, I'm sure yeah. you noticed that on TikTok. Like, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll put together like some like nice edited video. I'll spend like 30 minutes editing it, shot on my nice camera. And it'll get like yeah. five likes. And then like I'll yep. post like a video of like me filming my computer screen talking about Supercross or something. And it'll yeah. get like yeah. 10 times as many likes. I'm like, what is going on here? Dude. The algorithms. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I don't know. I'm sure like you've seen some of my videos. Like some of my videos are pretty half-assed. Like I yeah. I am bare minimum on TikTok. <laughs> and like I don't I think people kind of like it. Like they like to see like the reality of it. Like I mean, I guess like it sounds like corny, but like, I guess I speak the truth or whatever. Tell the truth always. But, uh, I don't know. It's just like TikTok's weird, man. It's hard. You get more of a real perspective. Like it feels like you're actually there or you can relate to it. When somebody does like a production style video, it just seems, you know, movie theater esque and like, it doesn't feel like you can relate to it at all. It's like, Oh, this is a production rather than like, Oh, I'm just going to record this. Certain people see it and they're like, Oh, that's sick. But then most people are like, Oh yeah. I mean, I guess that's cool. Like, I don't really know. People, I think people want to see the real moto grind. Like yeah. I think that's what people want to see. Yeah. And definitely. like, I, I'm starting to actually, like, I'm starting to build like a little cult following, like Heck I, yeah. like a group of kids that like love me and stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, like my, my beanies are like a big deal on my TikTok. <laughs> I don't know why, but like if I don't wear it, I get so much hate. So I gotta be careful. I can't upload any TikToks without the beanie on. Yeah. Um, man. <laughs> and then I'm actually going to come out with like a signature beanie and stuff. So that'd be kind of cool. Like and sell it to people. I want to buy it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um, let's so, take, let's take a quick break real quick. Yeah. This because- is a good stopping point. Then we'll kind of deep dive into some, some either history and then like some future stuff that we got coming up for you. Yeah. I've got, yeah, I've got, I've sure. got a number of questions, but let's take a quick break just so I can reset the camera too. Yep. For sure, man. Oh dude, I could, I could eat a whole box of Cheez-Its with, right. without any resentment. Like I would eat that so willingly. <laughs> I used to, back when I was in high school, I would take a family yeah. size uh, box of Cheez-Its and I would go through it in like two days. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was so unhealthy, but yeah, like it dehydrates the crap out of you, dude. What, Cheez-Its? Yeah, Cheez-Its are like, yeah, I could go through so many of them, but uh, or, oh, yeah. they're like addicting. Once you eat like five, yep. it's like pockets. And then you're like, game over. this is going to sound weird to anybody who isn't a fan of Cheez-Its, but when you like chew on them and then you get like the pockets of them in the back of your mouth and you have, you I like, braces, yeah, dude. dude. Yep. I know exactly what that was like. So and eating, I would like you're eating them for the next like four hours. Like I'll be like, I don't know when you clear your mouth with your tongue or whatever, you'll have like these like cheek fulls worth of cheese. It's just like scoop. them up. <laughs> <That's so good>. <laughs> <laughs> People who don't like Jesus are like, dude, this is the nastiest thing I've ever heard. I mean, but, I like Jesus, but that sounds kind of disgusting. I don't know, man. You're, I'm just a different. Right, breed. All hey, right. You ain't a real cheese. It lover. Then. Yeah. Let's go. Not. I guess you, not. You ain't a real cheese. I guess not. Um, so I've got a question, I've got a question for you. So I think the first time I came across you on TikTok was you were like talking about like your fork seals leaking or something. Um, that that was like the first video I saw. I was like, yo, what's this about? Um, so one question I've got is what's like the big differences between standard suspension and a kit suspension? Like obviously Pe- right. People know, yes. like people yes. have seen, people have seen the videos of like this question for so long. <laughs> well, it's so, so like, I've seen the videos of people like casing jumps and it like doesn't like, they just like basically like absorb it and it does nothing. Mm-hmm. But, yep. uh, I guess like what, like a, what are the other advantages? And then like, I don't know if you know this or not, but like what, like what components go into making it a, a that expensive yep. and be like able to do the things that it does. Yep. So this one will, I mean, yeah, this, this created a big old controversy on my page. The whole suspension thing was a big deal. That video has got like 60,000 views of me saying like, there's so much hate on that video. Well, that's, what, but that's what you want though, dude. The, yeah. hate, the haters drive, yeah. drive oh, everything. Yeah. I love hate. Like I, I personally think it's awesome. I really don't care what anyone says. 
All right, so hey, grab one of the AK forks and then grab a stock fork. Oh, dude, we're gonna um, see real life AK forks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> dude, I have two sets over here. To uh, to like C and D class riders, AK forks are like liquid All right, gold. So just for instance, so this is a this is like a standard. I'm stand up. This is a standard uh, air fork that comes on the KTM. Okay. So what's good about these is they are super light. That's probably the only advantage they have over a kit. But so the, the thing with standard, at least I'm just talking for KTM here because it's air. Air mm-hmm. suspension is really hard to set up and it's, it's hard to get like, super, it's super finicky, I guess. So you could either set it up really good to turn. You could set it up really good to handle bumps or really good coming out of turns for the chatter. Mm. And there's not a lot of in between. Mm. Um, and that's probably the hardest part with, with, um, stock suspension is finding a good in between. So like, for instance, when I went to Loretta's this year, I was on air forks and I made my bike turn really good, but through the bumps, it would kick my ass a little bit more. Okay. And then like with an A kit fork, so this is like cone valve, I guess you see how fat it is. Yeah. It's so thick. it's like, this is down here. It's 52 mil. And then it goes, it goes to like 48. I so think it fits in the triples. So, but the only thing is these are heavy. A lot of people don't like how, like this fork is super heavy. It's probably like, I don't even know how heavy it is, but this thing weighs a lot. Yeah. Um, and so with it just being so fat and it's like a cone valve, so it's spring. I honestly, I don't really know like too many details on it. I'm not the smartest, but with this, it like soaks up bumps. Like, I guess the best way to explain it is riding on a pillow. So mm. like for instance, Glenn Helen, I'm sure you guys know what Glenn Helen is, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you jump down the hill coming in, cause I train there all the time. That's where I went today. When you jump down the hill with this suspension, you could jump down into a two foot bump and the bike will just soak it up wow. with air. You'll feel it in your palms and it comes up into your shoulders and you got to take more of the beating from the bike Okay. with this stuff. I mean, you really don't have to, mm. it's crazy. And so, then the shock, grab the shock, please. The AK shock, the AK shock is insane. Hmm. So I'm going to spitball here. Like, so I'm a, I'm a technician. I work on cars for a living. Um, yep. I work on Mercedes Benz and, and stuff like that. And, <laughs> Um, when I think of like, when you say it's heavier, my mind goes to, uh, the more weight that shock has, the more weight it can kind of disperse. So it like, it absorbs a lot out of an inertia. So like that initial hit, um, it will take more effort to move that shock when it hits us like a, an abrupt like impact. Um, so that weight is going to transfer slower through that shock. Um, whereas like a air fork or like your traditional lightweight, um, fork from like an OEM manufacturer, that's going to be lightweight and it doesn't have the ability to absorb those big bumps like that because it doesn't have the weight you need mass in order to, um, like, have that you need, you need, you need to have the mass in order for the, the travel to be, I guess like smoother. That's why, um, if you talk to people who like on, I ride my 125 and and that sometimes will beat the crap out of me because I feel everything (laughs) on that bike, but then I hop on Connor's bike and I'm like, Oh, it's, it's big and heavy and smooth. Like that's kind of, that's kind of the same premise. I'm, I'm I'm just guessing here. I don't know anything about a kit, but I do know about like the way the but weight transfer. There's, there's a lot more to it than just the weight. Like I don't of course, know, like of course, the valving, guess, the so, valving inside, like the stack, the valve stack. Yeah, on but the, what, what, I mean, there's only so much in there. What makes my, my forks on my bike, you could probably buy for what, like a couple hundred bucks. Sure. And then what's like, if I'm sure, obviously there's a lot high, higher quality parts, mm-hmm. but yeah, what, that, what is that, that difference that makes it an extra what, like $9,500 difference. Hmm. Yeah. Though. I mean that one fork I'm holding is like six grand. So and yeah. then this is, the, this is the rear shock. Just this not set up. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 2,400 bucks. So dang. Um, the thing about the shock is like, if you're not a fast rider, you won't notice the difference with it. Cause it's not that it's that much better. It's that you could set it up more to your liking. So yeah. like the adjustability on it is very, very good. Interesting. But yeah. Stock KTM shocks are great. Yeah, Cause it's, I just, I like either one to be honest with you, but that one looks cooler. That's yeah, so that's, cool to get that sick. kind of insight. Cause honestly, I've, we've never talked to anybody about suspension from like a professional rider yeah. standpoint. So to us, that is like super awesome information. Um, I know for me, I love like tech stuff. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I just, I think through all that and I'm like, yo, that sounds really cool. Like, yeah. Um, so, dude, so like, are you the kind great. of rider that like you can feel these like extremely minor differences? Like, like, I think it's crazy when like, like I'll watch like a video on like some pro riders bike and they're like, 
oh yeah, we switched up the engine mounts and it made the bike ride yeah. so much better. And I'm like, like they, have, what? they have different okay, frames. And, and so, like, I'm over here and like, I'm doing I, two I clicks on my forks. I'm like, that's just I don't know if my suspension set up right. I'm just like, yeah, I'm so just holding is, on. Uh, so uh, that's funny, dude. That's, so that's how I used to be. And uh, so there's two types of riders. There's someone who can feel the bike really well, and there's someone who has no idea what they're doing. They could both be fast, but yeah, someone one. who doesn't know how to feel the bike, <laughs> someone who doesn't know how to feel the bike, they're going to have to have some more people watching them to see what the bike's doing to see if the shock's mm. kicking. So like, I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but like, I am insane at setting up suspension. Like I set up the kids' bikes that we train with actually. Like oh, I ride all their bikes and set dope. up for them. I, you could like, so for instance, the forks, like the lines on top, you can move them up and stuff. I run mm. mine on the third line, which is pretty high up. But if you move that or like on air suspension, if you put two pounds in it, I couldn't even probably ride the bike. I'll throw a tantrum. Wow. Like, that's, so on that's the KTMs, so cool. I take the top motor mount bolt out to make the, to make the whole bike flex more through like long standing turns and stuff. Dude, and like, that I just blows my mind. You could like, like blindfold me and tell me to go on the bike and I could tell you if the top motor mount bolts in or not. Like it's pretty good. Like, Dude, I no way. Really, that really, really crazy. Well. That is so yeah. cool. I love, that is the kind of stuff that just like gets me hyped up because you yeah. know, you know your machine so well. And that's what I like. That's what I want to aspire to be like. I don't care really how fast I am. I just want to know yeah. that like the things that I'm doing on my bike making are making a difference. Um, that's yeah, super crazy. cool. That's so cool. There's man. like uh, for instance, like on the, the A-Kid suspension, like those forks, right when they hit about 20 hours the oil starts going bad and it, they feel horrible to me really but like other kids can what? go like 40 hours on it but to me it's like it goes it feels horrible like the right when it hits 20 hours. oil my guy that is That's so crazy cool. dude yeah, so when did you start noticing yourself be able to pick out these subtle dif- differences in in like uh, the way you ride well, so and- before we get to that so have you been riding since you were on like 50s um so i started riding when i was a baby but only desert never raced or anything and i started uh, I did, I started racing when I was 10 years old. So okay. eight years. Okay. That's sick. And so when, when in those eight years did you decide, like, I want to try and turn this into a living? Um, so there was two things I went through. There was the, I want to, and then I did. So yeah. that's like the big thing. Everybody in this sport, like, I don't want to sound mean to anybody local, but like a lot of these kids, I think they're going to make it. They don't understand the amount of work you have to put in. Like it is the amount of injuries that I go through, like right now I have AC separation. Mm. I have my meniscus is torn in one of my knees and the other one's like blown out. So like I could barely walk, but I could ride fine. Um, and mm. I stretch every night for like two hours before I go to bed. I use, have a massage gun I use for like an hour. It's insane. But, um, I think once I got on, I was from 85s, I've always wanted it to be a career and like, I wanted to work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. But I think when I got on 125s, things started getting more serious and I started getting really fast, but I still wasn't training in the gym like I should have been. And this is actually what ruined me and my dad's relationship for a little bit in racing. I um, mean, me and him would fight every day. And when I look back on it, it was obviously my fault because I wasn't listening to him. Mm-hmm. He just wanted the best for me always. And I would just cry to him and tell him, like, I thought I was putting in the work, but I wasn't. Mm. Um, and then I got on a 250. I got hurt really bad. I destroyed my whole entire knee, like broke my femur, mm. tibia, tore everything. Dude, ouch. And um, I came back after that and I got hurt probably eight times in a row, like mm. crashes where people would not like ride anymore. And I would just get up and I would go ride the next week with broken ribs and stuff. Like, and then I started training with my trainer and um, I started getting like crazy, crazy fast. And my shoulder was so like weak and there was parts of my body that were really weak that, so I couldn't go that fast without mm-hmm. crashing. Yeah. My mind was going faster than my body's going to allow me to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started going to the gym and I started training fully. And right when I did, I mean, I, I, in one month, I probably dropped three seconds off my lap time. Holy like, smokes. One lap. Like I gained, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was the craziest month of my life. And now like getting stronger and mm-hmm. all this stuff is completely changed the game for me. Yeah. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but it sounds like you kind of hit puberty there and, and you just excelled like exponentially there. Like, no, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I just, dude, I grew some balls. And yeah. Well, I didn't want to say that, but like, I'll let you say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was never, I mean, so I would, dude, I was crazy. I would jump anything. Like yeah. I was, I just never wanted to work out. I didn't yeah. like it, but yeah. now I love it. 
Yeah. And it adds such um, an advantage because when you put those two things together, like having the skill on the bike and then backing it up with the confidence that your body's going to be able to keep up with it, I think just yeah. propels you so much further. Exactly. Like, so I had, uh, I guess I had some crazy natural talent. Right? I, I mean, I still do mm-hmm. like not to sound cocky. I guess that sounds cocky, but, um, <laughs> like my dad always told me like that natural talent isn't going to get you anywhere. Like you're going to have to work. And I was mm. always like, all right, fuck, whatever, you know, a kid, normal kid to their dad. But, uh, looking back on it now, obviously I think I made mistakes. Like if I trained hard on 85s, I'd probably have a factory ride right now, but I mm. didn't. And, uh, I will regret that forever. Should have listened to my dad and mom because they're smarter than me. But, uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. If you, if you don't really, really love riding dirt bikes and love the sport, it's not worth trying to go pro Yeah, because it, there's too much sacrifice that you have to make mm-hmm. to be able to get there and your, your family too. Your family has to be 100% invested as well. Yeah. Yeah. All those late, yeah. late night, early mornings. Um, you know, yep. I, I mean, you, you know, all this stuff, but like this, Dude. what you put in is what you get out. Um, 100%. So well, and it's crazy too. Like, I mean, like one of like the main examples of this is like Hayden Deegan gets a lot of, a lot of hate for like, Oh, he was given all of this. Like mm-hmm. he, his dad yeah. buys him like the best factory bikes you can. But like, regardless of that, which like also like, I mean, you can't blame him. Like good, good for, good for him for having the well, opportunity to the do that. People are jealous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sure like you get the same thing too. Like you're, you're sitting there with three bikes right behind you and people are like, Oh, he probably, yeah same whatever but like regardless of your situation like you gotta like just take advantage of that to the Mm. to the max you know and like like hayden for example like he could have been given all of this but you still have to put in like yeah all that work and like yeah there's no questioning that kid's a hard worker Mm -hmm. and that he saw the opportunity to 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 ride at the top level and is like taking it to full advantage you know he was given the opportunity and he took it. There's a lot of people that don't in this sport. So props to him. And I, I mean, I think what they're doing for the motor community is insane. They're bringing so many kids into it. Yeah. And like, honestly, I kind of strive to be like him. Like I would love to be where they're at one day. That's my goal. I don't get why people talk shit and kid works hard and he's yeah. ridiculously fast. So I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I was going to say, so, you don't, you don't like, like you said earlier, you don't get to where you're at just on or all your parents are saying, you don't get to where you're at just on talent alone. Like you can only exactly. get so far with just talent on a dirt bike. And then it starts yep. to becoming where, how much work am I going to put in? How many hours am I going to put in? Um, you well, know, like yeah. I mean, any of those top riders, like you get to hear their stories. Like, like we listen to, uh, if you haven't heard the whiskey throttle episode with the Lawrence brothers, I think both of them are on there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah the whiskey, I, yes. don't, I don't watch anything motocross, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Well, if, you're, yeah, if, you're, ever, if you're ever driving and you are and get you gotta, bored. You got a 20-hour ride coming up ahead of you, my guy. You could, you could throw it on yeah, a podcast. Yeah, I'll be live on TikTok, so. Oh, for, perfect. For 20 hours straight. <laughs> live for 20 hours. I will. I literally will. Um, but any, anyway, so like the Lawrence brothers, their story is insane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. About how yeah, like. They, sacrificed everything yeah Literally like, like everything. their parents sold their house so that they could move to europe unbelievable and then like hunter was like riding for this team and they weren't getting paid and they were living yeah. like the whole family is like living in the attic mm-hmm. of this uh like bakery yeah and jet was like sleeping on a pool table and this was yep. going on for like years and they were eating like they're eating uh what was it they had like budgeted tuna? out like, like two dollars per person per day for food or something crazy like that yeah tuna crackers and bread and i mean that's Ooh, just one that's example so and then on yeah. top of that like obviously they were like working like crazy to to mm-hmm. get to the level that they're at yeah yeah um, 100%. so like it's and i'm sure like every other rider that's out there on the podium has similar stories of how they yeah everybody has their story regardless of if you grew up in a the richest family on the mm-hmm. planet and got the top factory bike since you're on a 50 or if you were like yep. struggling money wise e- either way you still have to put in like a ridiculous amount 100%, of percent dude which like yeah, I mean, so true have- you could have the nice spike in the world, but mm-hmm. what is that going to do exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah you can only get so far on talent alone literally yep that's awesome dude um when did you start picking up the camera uh and kind of getting into like oh dude um, i ride dirt bikes i want other people to see i ride dirt bikes or how did you so how did you come think, up with that so i've always wanted to start like a youtube channel and stuff mm. like 
I don't know. Like I, I'd say I'm outgoing, but I'm not like, I love to talk to people and I love to hear people's stories. Like I'll never, ever look down on someone until I know about them. Like mm. it just, that's not how I work, you know? And, um, when I was in eighth grade, uh, me and Dylan Kelly, we would always hang out here and we'd do stuff. And then my, my best friend, Tyler Matcham, who is like the world to me, like does everything for me and insane. I couldn't ask for anybody better in my life. Mm. Um, me and him like would always mess around riding pit bikes every day and stuff. So I was like, dude, why don't I film some of this and like just throw it on YouTube? So I'd film it on my phone and you could go back on my YouTube and watch the first videos. <laughs> it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, really. So I started like uploading a couple of videos and I was like, oh, it's fun, but no one's watching them, you know? So I stopped for a long time and then I started posting on Instagram and then I stopped completely. And I'd say like about whenever I started TikTok, I don't remember when I started TikTok. But I started it and I was like, dude, this is like, this is really fun. Like, I love mm. doing it. So I did it for probably like two months, three months. And I uploaded a lot of YouTube videos and stuff. And, um, and then I got hurt. So when I got hurt, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't film anything. Mm. So I stopped. And then uh, right when you guys saw me, that post you guys saw was my first post, like oh, no getting way. back into it. So <laughs> like, I just started up, like, to oh, be honest cool. with you, kind of. That's and awesome. Then, like, I don't know. And I, I don't know. I feel like really comfortable talking in front of a camera and stuff. So I was like, Oh, why not film it? I love it. Yeah. yeah. You definitely have that like lively personality. I like, as soon as we, we, we just joined the, the zoom call, I was like, dude, this kid like really, he, he has no fear in, in like speaking or like showing his personality. Like that's so no, cool. Not at all. I, that's like, I don't know. I, I will literally treat everybody the same. Like I don't care. And I, and I, I treat everybody the same. And I talk to everybody the same way. It's just kind of how I am, I guess. I don't know. Mad respect, man. Mad respect. It's, I don't know. It's cool though. Everybody thinks like, again, again, this sounds cocky, but like, cause I'm fast on a bike, you know, or whatever. I, I have good skills and stuff. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, he's probably like a cocky asshole. It's like, mm -hmm. no, like I don't, just cause I'm fast on a, like a bike. That doesn't mean anything. Like no one cares. No one cares how fast you are, how much money you have. It's what, how are you inside? Like what kind of person are you? Yeah. That's the only thing I care about. True. That, that's what gets get you out of places too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, yeah, that's like, um, for instance, Daniel, like I met him a long time ago. Um, cause one of the guy who sponsors me helps him out as well. Some, mm -hmm. and, um, like I've been fortunate enough, fortunate enough to do good this year to where like, you know, I have four bikes right now and I have a lot of stuff and his broke. So I was like, like honest, I text uh, my sponsor and, um, on dad I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to let him use like my old race bike so he can, I need to sell it, but I'm going to let him race it. Cause I don't really care. Like I just want to help anybody I can. Mm. And he's a great kid. And I don't know. I would love a kid. He's my age. I don't know why I said a kid, but <laughs> a great guy. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I was like, dude, like I have the gas gas sitting in the garage. What do you think? He was like, screw it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then me and him are, we don't have anything ready. He's never even ridden a KTM. So he's got to go ride that. And then I don't even have my race bike back mm. and what, where, I mean, we're going to leave, we're going to leave Sunday. So we still got to get the sprinter ready and we got to load everything up. Mm. It's going to be an adventure, but yeah. it should be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. I was going to say that's honestly some of the most fun I've ever had with Connor. Um, not even like riding, like the, the fun we have just going places and yeah. getting, getting there is just a blast. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about hanging out with your buddies and just doing we the things done that like, a, like a big, big trip yet, dude, I really wanted to go. So did you see Jet and Hunter did like a free ride day? I think it's going on right now. It was like, it was like four to 10 PM today. So I guess they're oh, riding yeah. right now, but it was in South Florida. I looked it up. It's like nine hours from us. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, you I was like, should I call off work and go do this? Dude, my boss would literally kill me. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I was like, man, I'm gonna show up with my stock bike with graphics Dude, on it. It be doesn't matter. Around the track, you got to ride with Jet Lawrence. <laughs> I wouldn't care what I was on. If I was on a pit bike, I'd be like, Dude, I rode with Dude, Jet Lawrence. Like, come down I don't here. Care. I've ridden with him like 30 times. I've, I've ridden with every single pro. Like, if you come down here, you'll see. Well, that's what's like, crazy. Is like, yeah, everybody's at the track every day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can. It's well, like I'm a, sure, especially for you, like riding during the weekdays. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's like it's super beneficial to riding with them. But like, it's funny. Like, I'll see kids like go get signatures and stuff, and like, I don't even like I care less that pros are there. It yeah. means nothing. I've seen them my whole life. Yeah, you grew like, up with when them. I was little. I used to ride with James Stewart when I was on a 65 on the same track. So it's <laughs> that's like crazy. It's so dope. Like I don't even like I don't like I went in the semi with him when I was little one time, and, and same with uh, Marvin uh, Musquin. I went in his like in their trailer and stuff, and like hung out with them. It was so funny. Huh. <laughs> that's cool. Um, let's take a quick break, real quick, and then uh, I've got a couple more questions, and we can wrap up. 
Yeah, for sure. Crap. What was I so going to got it? Oh, oh, oh. So your buddy's riding a gas gas, uh, right? He's running this weekend or not this weekend, but, uh, in, in like a week. Right. Yep. So everybody's like, oh, the KTM is like the cream of the crop. And then the gas gas is just all the replacement parts for a KTM. How, how do you, oh, a KTM yeah. and a uh, gas gas compare in similarities? I mean, they're in like, identical bikes, right? Are yeah, they? you guys would ride them and you couldn't, you couldn't even tell which one was which. Okay. See, yeah, thank it, you. I it's <laughs> same, dude, same thing. Like yeah. all it has is silver wheels, different bars, uh, different triple clamps and maybe cool. like a couple others really small parts. Awesome. But you, it's literally the same bike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've got, I've got a question. I saw you posting yep. about, I think you were posting about it today. Like the, like you're, so you're riding like a mod class and like a stock class, right? Yep. So when you say a stock class, like, how stock how, is yeah, stock? How stock is stock? It's pretty stock. All you could do is um, <laughs> why is that so uh, funny? <laughs> all you're able to do is uh, revalve or get your suspension set up for your weight. Uh, you can run foot pegs, um, bars, uh, like seat cover graphics. Um, you can run rims, but if you had if you have colored hubs, then you get disqualified. Even Whoa. if they're powder coated stock ones, you can't really? run them. Okay, um, so like, pegs, bars, pegs, bars, and then suspension setup, not suspension like not and internals. Like, like, can you change the internals of your suspension? Or do you have no, to run the factory internals? I mean, oh, but everybody cool. cheats. Like sure. at Loretta's this year, I raced it on that bike, and like everybody cheats. They're all everybody on that line, or most of them. Everybody like that's doing good has most likely they have a mod motor. Really? Oh, but you do get what? protested, so like a lot of people switch their motors out halfway through the week so they don't get disqualified. Interesting. Really? So it's great from a rider's perspective. Um, what is like considered cheating versus like what the rule book calls cheating? Like there's black right, and dude, white. With you, like it doesn't matter what you have. If you win, in my opinion, like I think you win. Cause like, yeah, motor helps a lot. It really does. But in the mod class, kids are running like, like dude, Deegan sure. star bike makes like 52 horsepower. Some mine makes what probably like 35 or something. Dang. So like not that low. I don't know how much they make, but his is like 51. Mine's probably close to like 43 or something. Sure. Um, when you're talking about that big of a difference, it's insane, but it's, I mean, it's just what they have. So you gotta deal with it. And like, I don't know if you're on a mod and someone else on a stock, like you, you put Deegan on a bone stock Yamaha motor. He's probably still going to do yeah, really good. Sure. Sure. I don't think he'll win. I think the kids with the mods will win. Cause it is that big of a difference. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's like my biggest disadvantage and why I can't beat him a lot of times is because I, I'm usually on stock motors and uh i just can't keep up on it mm. so what do you think about like you see so like i don't have a good example of someone but like a privateer that's doing really good right now versus like a factory rider that isn't necessarily having like his best year do you think that like if you were to like swap this i wish i had a good example of this like because i've seen this happen multiple times this year already but like yeah like, I, I guess the question I'm asking is like, which you kind of already answered this, but like, like how much of a jump does like a factory bike make versus a privateer bike? Can I, can I, can I specify real quick? Like the difference between a privateer bike and then like right, a privateer here's, bike here's with a, good like example. a fully Let's, kitted privateer bike versus a factory ride. How, how about, let me, let me completely rephrase it. So let's say, let's put Eli Tomac on Who's like a, a 450 privateer? Noreen. Yeah, let's let's say Freddy like uh, we let's say we put Eli Tomac on Freddie Noren's bike and Freddie yeah. on Eli Tomac's bike. What like what it's, like who's gonna who's gonna place ahead of each other? Like if they were to do it right away. Yeah. Well, let's give them each like a week to get used to the bike. Sure. I mean, Tomac's price. I mean, Tomac will still beat him because you think so. He's like one of the best. And, oh, sick! But if the thing is, if you were to put someone that hasn't had the chance, Freddie has been on like like factor teams, I guess, like as a fill-in rider and stuff. But if you were to take someone, and the problem is they give these guys a factory ride, but they only give them a very short amount of time. Mm. When all these other guys, such as Tomac, they've had factory rides since they were little, mm. so they know the team, they know how it works, and they're already built from when they're young to wow. be a champion. These other guys they, they get on a factory team and like, it's amazing for them. But just cause you have a factory bike doesn't mean you could ride a factory pace. Those guys mm. are insane. The difference from an wow. outdoor national, the difference from top 10 to 20th in back is 
absolutely insane. Like if you mm-hmm. look at the time differences, it's ridiculous. Top five is usually just absolutely gone. Mm-hmm. It, it don't matter what bike you have running that pace is ridiculous. But if you were to put like, for instance, you could take a uh, time astral for an example, last year in outdoors, he's on a privateer bike, but he was running top five, almost every race. Mm-hmm. So if you have that much insane talent, then it doesn't matter. But look, when he was on star, what was he doing? leading every moto right mm-hmm. leading hole shotting but when he was on the AO bike um which was still a great bike he wasn't and he wasn't getting as great a start still amazing starts for the bike he was on and he was running like top five mm-hmm. from in, just in one year with like not getting hurt in between really he i think he like had a a broken ankle or something that's why or no star got rid of him because he wouldn't ride supercross because his family won't let him <laughs> really um, yeah so but so, I mean, I guess that's a great example you could look at. He went from winning to being top five. Yeah, that's such awesome insight, dude. I, I think it'd be interesting if they, I mean, it may not make a difference at all, but if, if they had like a, like a stock class mm-hmm. and they just for like one race, they say, Hey, every 450 rider has to ride the, stock, the stock version of the yeah. manufacturer they're on. And just, I mean, it may not make a difference at all. Who knows? But it was, or if they, like, I mean, or if they keep them like, stock, the guys riding those factory bikes are also the fastest riders mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I wonder like how much of a difference it would make. Hmm. I think they would still be winning, um, but it would be closer. That's the thing. You would have other yeah. guys that actually have a chance. Yeah. You see it's, the gap it's not is the huge. Bike, though. That's the thing. A lot of people have the misperception that it's the bike. It's not, it's the program. Mm, the program's yeah. everything. What's your confidence showing up in a van with a, a ripped canopy or in a factory team with a Red Bull helmet? That mentally, that'll do like that does wow. something to someone. That's cool. Because when I show up on the line and I see a Red Bull helmet, it's almost it was discouraging to me before. Hmm. Now I don't I don't care, but it was really discouraging to see that. And it kind of like those kids have the confidence because they have that team behind them and they mm-hmm. have the resources. So like for instance, when I go to this race, I'm stressed about money and I don't know how many if I have enough money to get home on gas. These kids, they don't have to worry about it. They're yeah. Dad flies them out there and their bikes are under, um, mm-hmm. under a tent or whatever. They're in a semi. That's where like, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I guess, I mean, just to play devil's advocate on that, they also have a lot of, not, not that the other people don't, but they have a lot of pressure to perform at mm-hmm. the top level. And like, yep. if they, if they don't finish, like I, I've, I've heard that especially star is like, they like you're Pretty getting first throat. or you're, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, very strict. But, but I mean, you've got, you know, if, if you're showing up to Loretta's and you know that they've spent, you know, I don't know how much they spend. Let's say they spent $100,000 to get you to line up on this gate. That's a lot of pressure to, you know, mm. get the whole yeah. shot, ride well, not, yep. not go down in a corner. Yep. Yeah. I can't really speak for everybody, but like personally, I love that. Like I would want yeah. the pressure. Mm. Like I want, I want there to be five guys watching me every day, every day I go ride. And I want them to expect me to be good every day. I feel like that would make me a 10 times better rider, but some people I feel like would fold under that. It just kind of depends on like how you are, I guess. Yeah. And I'm sure that's pretty easy for teams like that to weed out people that, that don't handle the pressure. Well, 100%. Um, they, uh, that's the problem is like, and especially in amateurs is like when a kid loses a ride, the factory team just picks up the same kid and he bounces mm-hmm. between teams. Yeah. So like there's, they never give someone else a shot. Gotcha. That's, that's kind of the problem. Hmm. So what's your plan for, uh, you, you're going to be at Loretta's this year, right? I think you yep. said that. So have you, have you qualified yet? Or are you going to qualify or only a qualifier? I haven't got the regionals aren't going on yet. Okay. okay. So I'm qualified for the regionals and then you got to get top four there. Hmm. Okay, cool. So where's, where's, uh, your regional going to be at? Uh, mine will be at Fox Raceway and Bunker Hill in Utah. Okay. All right, hopefully I could just get in at Fox. So I don't have to drive to Utah. That'd be nice. Yeah. So is Fox is probably pretty close to you, right? Yeah. It's about an hour. Dang, mm. That's nice. <laughs> that's have, pretty nice. I have uh, seven tracks I can go ride within like an hour. Either. Yeah. That's so yeah. nice. We, we drive an hour to ride like basically in someone's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm dude. I'm so spoiled with tracks. I always say that anybody that lives in California, like, all it's there, insane because i, I could yeah. drive 15 minutes and get like go to two tracks <laughs> yeah, that's that's so cool yeah we, what, what is it about crazy. california that makes it such a great like dirt bike area like is, is that yeah. the birth of like motocross supercross like 
I mean, like, I, I mean, I guess the, the, it's the same reason that a lot of people for any sport train in areas like that is like the weather's always pretty solid okay. consistency. Yep. Okay. Always um, rideable, really hot in the summertime for good training and stuff. Mm. That's cool. Um, we, so we live like an hour from Loretta's, but obviously yeah. you we can't, can't, can't ride the tracks. Um, yeah. <laughs> we did like a woods race there. Yeah. We raced uh, at Loretta's just like not two on the track. Ago, oh, Dude, we had no idea what we were getting into. <laughs> That's the other really? thing um, of the year. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I I think I might have mentioned it to you when me and you went live together for a second. But uh, yeah, basically, like there were no tracks open that weekend around us, mm-hmm. and our buddy okay. our buddy was like, "Hey, there's like this Loretta's Trail Race if you want to go to." We're like, sure. Yeah. H- Hayden had never ridden a trail yeah, in his life. I've never been in the woods. I've only been on tracks. <laughs> yeah. And uh and I had really only ridden trails like when I was in middle school and stuff. Um and so we show up to this event <laughs> and like everyone's so, got everyone's so bad. Everyone's got bark busters on their bike. Yeah. And skid plates yeah. and everything. Or or over here, like we go up to like the like the starting line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, Hey, like, what's the deal with like, like, do we go back and get water or like, like when do we like refuel and stuff? And they're like, Oh, you're supposed to have already put all that stuff over there in the pit area. We're like, no one told us that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it was too late to go back and get fuel and all that. So we just like took off and it was like a nine mile loop. It was fun. (laughs) It was fun. I want to go do some of those, but it was a lot. I mean, it was so and what was weird too was like they just let so they like release you in certain stages, but everyone's yeah. going at once. And the the guy that was that won like the like I guess like the A class, whatever they call it, mm-hmm. he yeah. had raced in like a lot of GNCCs. It was like some guy from Europe or something. I don't know if he's like if he's like a top guy at the GNCCs, but obviously he's riding yeah. you know the same tra- trail as us. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, like, that's so funny, dude. Um. We're getting, past, we're getting passed by guys on third gear, just hauling yeah, I'm like, through like a space. Some dudes are th- the width of your stuff, dude. Yeah, like the width of your handlebars, there's a guy going third gear tapped. Like that makes no sense to me. Like logically, I don't understand how physics work like that, but dude, my yeah, right? goodness, dude, they haul. And that goes for the dude. same thing like on the track. Like I can I can picture myself being fast like on my bike and what I think being fast on my bike is, and then getting passed by somebody throwing a scrub. Oh dude. That's, like, like, that's I'm, the thing, I'm, like yeah. I'm over here going as fast as I like can physically go. And I get passed by some guy, you know, just like talking to his buddy on a radio. Like, it's, that's, that's the funny. thing is like, so like we, we go to this track around here and like, so I've only been riding for like, I guess a little bit over a year, but also like we'll, we'll ride like two weekends a month. So like, if you really think about it, like we, I, I lost all the things that I remembered from riding in middle school. Like I obviously saw you know, like shit yeah. gears and stuff, but as far as like, yeah, like actual skill, like I basically started back at zero a mm-hmm. year ago and ride like Same. every other weekend, basically. Um, yeah. so like, obviously we're pretty dang slow, <laughs> but, uh, like hey, I haven't found a lot. That's what it's all about is having fun. But but like we'll be at the track and I'll be like, man, I'm feeling like I'm flying. And I'll I'll be like going to the corner and like I'm like in my head, I'm like, I don't know how it is physically possible to go any faster than this. And then some guy will just like Yeah, and then they'll do it and then you're like past me. What is going on? What just happened? Yeah. that's so funny, dude. That's cool. So so we'll be at Loretta's um We'll definitely be there on the Saturday and mm-hmm. um, we're going to try and Saturday. take off. We're going to definitely try and take off work. One of the days, do you know, like, like, I, I don't know if you know this or not. If we were to take off like a day of work, like what's the, yeah, what would you like, recommend? what's like the best day of the week at Loretta's? Um, mm, the best day probably. I mean, the first day is like always sick. Cause like everyone's going, you see a lot of crashes the first day I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably like dude, any day, honestly, like it's all fun. Probably the last day is probably the, like the most boring, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it is so championship. So kids, kids will go crazy on it. I, I think every day is sick, honestly. It'd be cool, like go like Fridays. Friday's really good, and honestly, they're all fun, man. The <laughs> yeah. first day is just cool because like it's like the first day of the like first yeah first day first race first skate drop at Loretta's like mm. pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be interested to see like first race actually. Really, oh, we're there. Yeah. 
Um, I'd be interested to see like, I mean, obviously you know this, like how that track like changes over the course of the week. Cause like by the time we got there on Saturday, like there were some pretty deep ruts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so the ruts are like that the first day, but the problem, they don't groom like half the track throughout the week. They kind of just like water it. I didn't know that until I went out and I was first race and we did a sight lap and I was like, Oh wow. They didn't even groom the sand section. Like the holes are still eight feet deep. (laughs) Pretty crazy. That's cool. That's pretty yeah, So last year on that Saturday, that was like our first ever experience experiencing anything at all Loretta's related. So yeah. I've lived in Nashville for like, I guess like eight years now. And like, I've always known that it's like an hour from here, but mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't ride and like, didn't have anyone to go with. And then yeah, this, this past year, me and Hayden were like, yo, let's go check it out. And we mm-hmm. knew nothing. Literally. I didn't even know if you had to pay to get in. Yeah. We had no idea. Where I, didn't park know, like, really? I didn't know like where you're supposed to park. I just, I think I commented on like a racer X post on Instagram and was like, yo, does anyone know where you like buy tickets to go to Loretta's? <laughs> and some guy was like, it's free. It's free just, just walk, walk in. in. And I was like, all right. So we drove like an hour and a half and we just like pull up and there's this like old lady in a bus. Yeah. She's like, Hey, y'all going to the race? I'm like, I, I I'm like, yeah. And she just, and she just so drops funny, us yeah. off. And, and also like before this uh, in my head, I'm like, no, I wonder like if, if I try hard, like if I could ever like be in like a 40 plus race at Loretta's or something, we walk oh, up, for sure, dude. dude, I don't know. I, I mean, I was pretty maybe, confident before maybe. we got there, we walk up and I see. So, so basically we walked in and you know how there was like that big, like it was like a single to like a long jump. And then there's like this like little tiny roller right past it. And then that yeah. goes into that big wide sand corner around the pond. Yeah, jumping into it. Yeah, so that's oh, yeah. like the first place we walked up to. And then right when we walked up there was when the super mini race started. Mm-hmm. And they started we just see it. Hayden Deegan go like like yeah. 30 feet over our head and land like in the corner. Into the flat. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah three in, three into it. That was gnarly. I didn't even hit that until yeah. the second or until the first race. Like first lap I followed get off it. It's pretty really? big. <laughs> well, what's crazy too is like it that didn't even look like a landing. No, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're it, really, like the single was like it looked like it was like this big oh. that people were landed on. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty small. It's not the best. Like a kid on an eighty-five hit it. <laughs> a yeah, small I mean, wheel eighty-five. A kid jumped it that week, I guess, which is absolutely insane. A kid got balls. We saw a kid bucket landed on right there too. Oh, dude, this it kid was, got yeah, jumped dude, over. It's scary. It was. I, I think it was the, one of the super mini races, but it was like obviously like in that super mini race, like the top like three or four kids were all jumping it. Then there was this yeah. one kid that was in like 10th or 12th that he was jumping at every lap. And it, there, there was once or twice where he was like this close. Yeah, like he was landing jumping right kids on someone. doing like the single double and he would land in front of them. Like the one, the one time that was like, Oh my gosh, we're about to see a crash. This kid kind of rolled it and he jumped it in complete confidence. And he like landed like perfectly right in front of the kid. And, yeah, that was, um, it was gnarly. That was that was yeah. that was freaking sick though. Um, well, yeah, that's super sick. Loretta's well, is fun, man. A great experience. I'm excited to go this year for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm gonna be out, dude. I was kicking myself for not bringing my camera last year, so I'm gonna bring my camera oh, and I'll be filming some stuff. I'll be sure to get some sick stuff for you. And yeah, dude, that we'll, would be uh, awesome. We'll have to link up and say what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm. I'm really down. I look forward to meeting you guys. Hopefully. Yeah, for sure. sure. Well, we're like right at an hour, so uh, it's probably a good spot to call it unless, yeah. unless you had any other like specific questions. Um, not really, man. I mean, awesome talking to you. You've been super sweet yeah. to talk to you. Uh, love, all the you. Little, love all the little details, like learning about A-Kit. I mean, I know a lot of people probably already know that that listen to us or, or know we're, something we're, about we're it. We're the D-class, right? We're the D-class. <laughs> there are so many people yeah. <laughs> that are going to listen to this and go, oh my gosh, A-Kit suspension? Like, <laughs> and just be cracked on yeah, it. Yeah, there's a... I, I always dreamed of having it when I was little, so I, yeah. it's it's so cool. This stuff looks awesome, too. Yeah, so, so but, real quick before we go, like, tell people, like where they can follow you on like TikTok, YouTube, mm-hmm. all Instagram, all that. Uh, yeah. So on uh TikTok and on Instagram, it's just Dayton Briggs 734. And then on YouTube, it's just Dayton Briggs. Sweet. So are you uh, trying to get, yep. I, I saw you created like a second account on TikTok. Are you trying to like get that one or are you going to be able to just get your other uh, one back going? Uh, I'm going to be able to get my other one lives back. Hopefully Sunday. If Sweet. not, then I'm going to push the other account. Um, I haven't yet because I'm hoping I can go live on Sunday. 
Yeah. Um, I have a lot of people that want me to go live. So but mm-hmm. when I do, hopefully we can go live and stuff and then we could dig into some other, some other topics. There's, you can yeah. talk for hours oh, yeah. about sure. this sport. Oh yeah. Days. For I mean, sure. there's podcasts Definitely. that run five hours. Like was it the, <laughs> the, the pulp and yeah. show? Pulp and show is nuts, but all right, dude, we'll let you go. I know you got a lot of work to do and a lot yeah, of prep to get going. So. And stuff, so yeah. Hey, well, good luck next week. We'll be, we'll be cheering is, for you. Buddy. Is, is that going to be t- uh, on racer TV or whatever? I'm not sure where it's televised. If I do, I'll probably share it on my story. If you cool. can watch it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I hope, I hope so. Well, we'll at least be keeping up with the stats and hopefully we get to watch it too. So yeah, for sure. Thank you, man. I appreciate Good it. Good luck. All right. Get- right. Safe out there. And, uh, it's been awesome talking to you, dude. Well, dude, you guys too. We'll, uh, we'll have to go live, uh, live together soon when I get it going again. For sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll be on the lookout for it. Sweet. All right. Dope guys. Have a great night. Dope. See, right. ya. See ya. See ya. Thank you. Yeah. What a legend. What a legend. Do you want to like wrap that at all? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're totally, we're totally still going to wrap that. Um, Everett, Everett. We've got like, dude, I think it's Five a good minutes. call to just like call it like 20 minutes in. I think instead so of, too. Instead of we're like, oh shoot, we're at 29 minutes and 50 seconds. <laughs> um, it's like but, the kid on the podium. Oh, I'd like to thank my mom, my dad. Uh, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> when we were doing that, that one where we like, we're doing TikTok lives and stuff and that guitar yeah. was on. Like, oh, I was we like, got 15 seconds. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, it was like good to me. And I was like, I was like, dude, like I want to hear what you have to say, but also like the camera's shutting off. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just, start cutting it off earlier for those that are listening that are probably like what the heck are they talking about yeah. the camera cuts off at 30 minutes uh hopefully we're getting a new camera soon it doesn't Ooh. have that issue um i'm all excited but anyway so that was dayton briggs awesome was, kid he's like super nice yeah and what a freaking personality i mean i want to see him on a podium just to hear him talk you know like yeah. i'm not i'm not comparing him to any current writer out there but um, I love seeing, you know, people just talk on the podium rather than just read a script. So that kid, he's got like a, a lot of mouth on him in a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean, a hundred percent, like a hundred percent people that are like good at talking, like that's like an invaluable skill. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, I don't really want to go too much longer since it's yeah, I gotta, getting pretty dang late. Yeah. I gotta use the restroom too. So, but that was Dayton Briggs. Check him out. Uh, this should be out before he races. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely should um, be. So yeah, check him out. All right, super, folks. Super dope kid. We will, I keep calling him a kid. He's 18 years old. <laughs> um, uh, he's kind of a kid. Well, he's, I, I thought that at first that he was like real young, but, uh, I mean, I mean, my little brother's 18, so I call him a kid, but he's still my little brother. I, I still know. feel like I'm a kid and I'm a, like almost all right we're gonna end it there folks (laughs) take care this is the d-class moto podcast yep see y'all next week adios